The title for today's message is Commandment with a Promise. And today, since we are honoring our mothers and Mother's Day, it's going to be about honoring our mothers. The scripture tells us about mothers quite often and the importance they have in our lives. And we're going to look at the passage that Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. I have been blessed with three mothers. The first one is my own mother who has raised me and takes credit for some of the good things that have happened to me and, and for who I am. I'm also blessed by uh, the mother of my children, whom I have seen grown in, in faith and, and in stature, and I am so thankful and honored and blessed by having her in my life. And I'm also blessed by her mother, my wife's mother, who has been a big part of our family and a source of inspiration many times over her devotion to Jesus Christ. Now, as we look into this passage, we are going to look into how God speaks through our mothers. Oh, hi. Uh, this is Colin. And he came today as I am uh, speaking. Is there something you want to say? Um, you have to say to that camera over there. Happy Mother's Day, everybody and every mom. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Um, now, do you want to tell me something that mom has taught you? Um, she has taught me how to brush my teeth and how to be nice to my sisters. All right, buddy. All right, go, go play. Well, children are a joy, and Colin is a joy as well, but sometimes he loves his mother so much he treats me like a stepfather. He tells me, Sam, leave me alone. I want to be with my mother. And children are quite, uh, quite a delight in our lives, but today we're going to look into a passage that Paul writes about children, but also about us adults and how we honor those in authority over our lives. And if you have your Bibles with you, and you may open in the book of Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 3, and thus say the word of the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Let me pray with you. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this passage. We thank you for how you speak to us. And even though we may be in our own homes and, and apart from one another, we do know that your presence is significant, that we can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit even through the screen. And we pray that you speak to us, that you stir our hearts, and that you would anoint us and anoint me today as I speak your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So in this passage, Paul reverts back to a commandment. And he's talking to those in the church on how they should live as Christians. And he gives some instructions on how to uh, deal with one another. But the first thing that we read in this passage is that obedience will lead to a promise. Many times we read about obedience and we think, oh, obedience is just doing what we should. 
But what Paul is telling us here is that obedience will lead to a promise. The Reader's Digest a few years back told us a story about a nurse uh, with a wheelchair who went to pick up a patient who has been discharged. And she enters the room and there's an elderly man with a suitcase at his feet. And she tells him, sir, are you ready to uh, go downstairs? I have a wheelchair for you. And he said, no, ma'am, I'm okay. I don't need a wheelchair. And she says, well, you do need a wheelchair because it's part of our procedure. And you have to obey the procedures at least while you are in a hospital. So please get into the wheelchair and do not make me uh, make you get into the wheelchair. And reluctantly, he sat on a wheelchair and she wheeled him out of the room. And while at the elevator, she asked him, Sir, is your wife waiting for you downstairs um, to take you home? And he said, well, no, she's still upstairs changing out of her hospital gown. Now, when we think about obedience, we think about obedience as doing something that we should do. But the word obedience in this passage is a very interesting word. He starts with obedience, which is the Greek word apatho. Now, apatho is an interesting word that is not just doing what you're told, but what you do is not of ignorance, but a defiant act. So children that would act in this way are not acting because they don't know how to act. They're not acting, they're not behaving because they are unknown of the causes of that behavior. They're doing so as a choice, as an act of defiance for what they were told. So this could be translated, children, do not defy your parents. And this passage tells us that obedience is like honoring our mother and father. He tells us, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. So Paul starts with a commandment. It's the fifth commandment, honor your father and mother, for, so you may live a long life. Now, this fifth commandment is a part of the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses for the people of Israel. Now, the first four commandments are about the relationship that we have with God. And the, the following six commandments is about the relationship we have with others. And how those relationships with God and with others are such a big part of our relationship with God. And when we look into this passage, we are reminded that God has asked us to honor our mothers, to honor our, our fathers, because when we grow up as children, they represent God. So it is our first attitude toward authority. So what Paul is trying to, to say is this is, about how we respond to authority. It's not about how we treat our parents, but it's about how we respond to authority. A philosopher once said that youth love luxury. You know, they're filled with bad manners, contempt for authority. They contradict their parents. They babble before a company and they tyrannize their teachers. And this philosopher was Socrates. 2,500 years ago. Now, when he said that many, many generations ago, and when we hear these words, 
we are reminded that this is not a problem that we have today, but is a generational problem that happens in every generation. So how are we to respond? Well, we have to submit to his authority. And when we're talking about mothers, we are to submit to our mother's authority. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to do everything she tells us to do or do everything she tells us we should do. But what he's telling us is that we have to respect her. We have to honor her. We have to consider her wishes. We have to speak respectfully and teach our children how to obey by the way we treat our mothers, by the way we treat our parents. And when we obey and when we respect and when we consider what our parents say, our children are watching and they will too learn how to obey. It is how we approach authority that the children will realize how authority needs to be approached. True obedience, when looking back into this passage, true obedience flows from a heart attitude that accepts our mother's authority. Let me repeat that. True obedience flows from a heart attitude that accepts our mother's authority. So what are we to do? This passage is very clear. We are to honor our mother and father. Now this idea of Mother's Day came from this passage of honoring our mothers. Anna Jarvis in Grafton, West Virginia, lost her mother in 1905. So she got her Methodist church in that little town in West Virginia to have a Sunday for just mothers, called it Mother's Day Sunday. And she had several mothers to come, and she offered each mother a white carnation, which was her mother's favorite flower, and they celebrated mothers. And then, then in 1914, the whole nation adopted that as a day to celebrate mothers and became Mother's Day. Now, honoring our mothers is not just saying nice things about our mothers and having a Mother's Day once a year in which we remember them, but is living a life that their life, that, that we recognize the significance of their life in our own life. Now, to love and honor our mother and father is to love and honor God. Now, there's also a promise that comes attached to this honor. And the promise is that we will live a long and we enjoy a long life. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to live longer. It doesn't mean that we're going to have, uh, you know, many, many years of life. It means that our life will be enjoyed for a longer time because there's going to be less friction. So what Paul is telling us is that we have to have a healthy relationship. But the question comes, what about those mothers that had fallings, that failed? Those mothers who have brought hurt, resentment, those who have experienced difficult upbringing. How are we to deal with them? How are we to honor them? The Bible speaks of forgiveness. And if we do have unresolved issues, we have to deal with them directly. And if they are no longer with us, we have to deal those unresolved issues with God. 
But what this passage is telling us is that we have to honor them. What has happened in the past is not to be spoken in public, is not to bring shame upon our mothers, but we are to speak positively of them. We are to extend grace. We have to honor them. And God will bless us. Many psychologists will say that if we have unresolved issues with our parents, our lives will never be whole until we deal with those issues. So when we extend grace, when we forgive, when we accept that our parents are human beings and can fail, that's when we are able to have a healthy relationship with them. It doesn't mean that everything that happened is okay. It just means that everything that happened is in the past and we can live a life that brings honor to them and to God. So we can recognize God in her life as well because God is a big part of our mother's life. Now let's look into this passage and we see that it is right. Honor your father and mother so it may go well with you. It is a good thing. A teacher asked Jimmy, Jimmy, if your mother made cherry pie and there were 10 at the table, your mother, your father, and eight children, and you are sitting at the table, how much pie would you get? And Jimmy thought for a moment and said, I would have one ninth. The teacher said, Jimmy, don't you know fractions? There are 10 at the table. How much would you get? And he again said, a ninth. Because I know my mom would say, I don't want any pie. So your father and the children could have more. This is what mothers do. They love us sacrificially. To really honor our mothers drives us to our knees. Knowing the sacrifice that they have done many times reminds us of the sacrifice that God himself has done for his love for us. Our mothers are God's gift to our lives. Our mothers help us come closer to God. And those who have been fortunate to have a mother who had a relationship with Jesus Christ, they have been a spiritual authority in our lives. They have a spiritual role for us. They teach us to love as we have been loved by them. So I do have a challenge for you. Enjoy your life with God. Because this is the promise. The promise is so that it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on earth. But this life is to be enjoyed with God. John Wesley, while he was in Oxford University, saw a lot of the drinking and, and the partying that was happening at the university at that time. So he writes to his mother complaining about what's going on at the college. So she writes him a letter on July 24th of 1732. And a quote that she has on that letter I'd like to share with you. He says, anything that increases the authority of the body over the mind is an evil thing. 
Let me repeat that. Anything that increases the authority of the body over the mind is an evil thing. Suzanne Wesley knew that when we allow anything to take over our desires, our flesh, they will stop us from the things from God. So we are to love, to honor, to speak well of our mothers. And God will bless us. God will be with us. And God will bless our life with him. Let me pray with you. Our Father, we thank you so much for our mothers and for this Mother's Day. We pray that you would uh, allow us to recognize you in our mothers and what you have done through them. I pray that you would bless us as we honor them by loving others as you have loved us and our own mothers have loved us. And Father, may we bring honor and glory to you in everything we do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.